Sorry to jet, but we're in a hurry. We're The Gamer Show with Brad and Charles. Hiya, folks, and welcome to another episode of The Gamer Show with Brad and Charles. How are you doing this evening, Charles? Record, not stream. Record, not stream. Okay, what Charles is referring to... (laughs) (laughs) I had to. I'm sorry. (laughs) I had to. <laughs> for those of you that aren't on the podcast, um, which is everyone except for two people. Um... <laughs> I had to. It, it just is too funny because you say it every week now. And I get it. I absolutely get it. You're using the same software to record this yes. as you do to stream. And, Correct. And I want to make and... sure I hit the record button and not the stream button. <laughs> exactly. But I had to give you a little help. <laughs> So, for all of you except for Charles and, I, and myself, that that's why he did that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's funny. It's funny. So, yes. so, so obviously Charles is doing well. Um, so, I mean, I'm I'm fine. It, good, it's good, good. It, it's you know it's another week. It's mm-hmm. that's that's there you go. That's, yep, that's a it's another week. So, so I suplexed a train this week. Or was oh, it last you must week? Be, okay. That, or that must be Final Fantasy. So, what other game, what other game allows you to suplex a train? And I then no, but somewhere <laughs> someone has made a game. I'm sure that makes lets you suplex a train. And then that allows isn't, that you isn't Final Fantasy. And then allows you to jump off of a waterfall and beat enemies to death while you're falling down the waterfall. And then. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, I, I, don't, I'm... Don't, don't uh, lie. Don't lie. Come on now. You know, when you... When you try to apply logic to some of the, the fi- events in Final Fantasy VI... You're, you're giving up the... You're giving up the bit. So, yeah. Yeah. No, what bit? This These are well, literal I mean, things in the game. No, no, no. I, I, uh-huh. I know. You know, much like when you're in the opera house and you're trying to... And, and you're trying to save a character from having... Rafters dropped on her from a from an from a talking octopus. Okay. I'm not joking. I know you're not. And <laughs> um, let's talk some gaming news, shall we? Gaming news, or I thought we were talking games. Well, I mean, we, we're talking games, but like gaming news. Let's get okay. let's get th- some of this uh, stuff out of the way. Okay. Uh, first of all, and this is more fresh since I wasn't on two weeks ago, and I don't think you recorded one two weeks ago, right? No, I did not. I wasn't okay. on two weeks ago either. We took a break. Yes. Um. So, kind of the bigger news this week that took place, like, nothing really big happened over those two weeks, really. Um. It didn't seem like... I mean, there was new, some things we'll talk about a little bit later, but mm-hmm. not yeah. anything I would consider, like, New or uh, newsworthy, really. Frankly, nothing uh, either one of us cares about. It, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, the biggest ones this week uh, that I find interesting. First of all, E three was canceled again. Well, actually, canceled, canceled this time. No, no online component, no nothing. Yeah, which I uh-huh. find a little strange. Well, I got thoughts on it. Go ahead. Well, I. I'd like to hear your thoughts because mine are mine are very mine are the lukewarmest of takes. Let me tell you. 
I don't think they could get anybody. Sony's pulled out. Microsoft's pulled out. Um, Nintendo hasn't been there in years. Uh, but uh, now that Bethesda owns, owns Microsoft, they you know they're not a contender. I bet you EA pulled out. They don't have anybody. Frankly, E3's just not relevant anymore. These companies can just do their own events on their time and their timetable. You know, and it, yeah. you know, that's frankly that that's my take anyway. It's just not relevant. Yeah, I I feel like yours and my take are pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, it, it's basically no one really cares. Yeah, basically. Um, like the 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 big all in events where you invite everybody to them just isn't a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that kind of went away. That that went away ages ago, really. Yeah, this um, was before the pandemic. It really is. Yeah, it re- it really was. People were already pulling out of E three, but well before the pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic just gave them a much better reason, and honestly. A much cheaper way to do the exact same thing that they were doing at E3. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo has their directs now. Uh, PlayStation does their own thing. They don't even rent out a hall. They mm-hmm. literally just do what they did in the pandemic. Now is just, hey, let's just do a stream. Mm-hmm. Let's it it we can spend a tenth of the price on creating a stream than what we would do to. to fill a convention hall to book an arena or even a theater to host an event to show off these things and then not make money off of it really mm-hmm. like I mean yeah that that's I think the convention way of doing things like that is just gone right and if they and if they ever well even if they ever want to do it in front of a in a convention hall or something like that again they can just rent out it's still cheaper for them to rent out a place than it is to go to E3 it's cheaper for them to pair yeah. with a different group well i don't even think they're going to do that i just think they would probably probably just rent some rent some place out some big convention hall or something I, out and I, just do it themselves i think we're beyond even that, no, I, I don't, don't think, think so. I don't, I don't think that's going to be a thing anymore. I don't. I, I don't I, think I, so. I really don't believe so. Like, all right, mm-hmm. the the only way that that happens is if it's part of a con that's already there. Because so, no, no, instance, not just that. It's just like not just it's like Blizzard for Blizzard. Uh, for, like, think of a Blizzard. will do all their announcements at BlizzCon, whether it be an in person or an online or a BlizzCon's canceled. And, Blizzcon well, yeah, or a, or, or a sex party or in sex someone's call. room that they call the Bill Cosby room. You know, one, yeah. one of those. Yeah. Um, you're going to see stuff like Magic the Gathering. They hold already their own cons and stuff, and they're going to do announcements there, or they're going to do like they have the past couple of years and just do it online. Like, they just do a simple stream online for their stuff. Well, here's I the... think you're going to see companies like that, which is what the draw was really for E3. It wasn't for the bigger companies. It was for the smaller companies to be able to showcase their stuff. And, and that's and kind the of press. the sad thing about it. And the press. And, and the that's press. why, that's why, and, and that that's my only argument against what you're saying, is they want to go back to events like that because they want the press. Okay. Can I tell you? Mm-hmm. I, I think they get the same press coverage by going to streamers. 
by going to you, you know you know what I mean giving early access to streamers well... by doing other things like that. I think they get just the same type of press now because I don't think. Well, first of all, paper's dying. Paper's dead. I'm not talking about paper. Right. But that's even, like, including, like, magazines and stuff. I'm not talking you about that be... either. Right. When I talk about but press, I, I'm, talking I... about the web... I'm talking about websites. Right. And the websites don't have to be in a, in a location to do it. They can do it all off stream. Right. But you want the hands-on from the press. You want the first impression from... You, you want people to go to these events to get hands-on with these games pre-release... And not just see it on a stream. You want the hands-on aspect as well. You know, usually, usually with this type of stuff, they usually have some sort of um, place set up, back, some 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 a room or something set up backstage or whatnot, where you can actually get hands-on with these games and th and that sort of thing. And you but still the, want and, that. But in this digital age, it's easier for game publishers and and I I think the the only way that the convention works for anybody mm -hmm. is with the products that can't go digital. We're talking, I, I'm talking stuff like actual TVs, laptops, the hardware per se. If you're going to show off your hardware, that's the way you're going to do it is a convention like that. That's the mm. only way you can do it. When it comes to digital products, and, and let's be honest, most of the games are going very digital. Well, yeah, of where, course. And, and, and one of the, the easiest ways to get it in front of people is to get it in front of influencers. But... And I'm not talking like, and I'm not talking like me or you. Like, <sighs> the smaller streamers, fine. You can give it to them, but it, it, maybe it goes viral that way if you're a smaller publisher. But if you're a bigger publisher... No, you can I make it to the bigger it, guys. Yeah, you give it to like the day nines, to the Markipliers, yeah. to the to the to the uh, Jacksepticeyes, even even to the PewDiePies if you want to go that route. Um, and, and and you give it to them as early access, and they push it. But these are like, also the people that you want, right? But you kind of want to have. You don't want to just. Rele do an early release out there like that. You want to have some control about it. So well, yeah, that's why that's why that's why I could see them going back in house eventually and having a big announcement where they invite these folks or in, in, because this is the press now. You're not wrong. This is the press now. Um, it's mm -hmm. not even even with like the game spots and and um, whatever else. Those aren't the press anymore. Gamers don't trust that no. source. No, those are not the press anymore. The press. The press are the streamers or the influencers, that sort of thing. The YouTubers, the Twitch streamers, that sort of thing. Those are the, that's the press now. And these folks are getting invited to those things when they were happening. And I still see these companies wanting to go back to that eventually because you want to be able to control that. You don't want to let that get out and, and, let, and, let, some, and let an incomplete version of a game get leaked or, or whatnot. You want to have complete control of how it gets marketed and, and what gets said about it. And that's why you sponsor the streamers and give them strict ways to do it. And that's what, that's what happens. Like Epic, Epic, and uh, some other game publishers, I've seen it are doing it that way now. 
Yeah. Like they get Markiplier, they get Markiplier. I've seen Markiplier do a couple of streams and a couple of videos where he's sponsored by Epic to play mm-hmm. a, a brand new game that isn't out yet. Okay. So I and I I think that's going to become more the norm going forward is seeing the bigger streamers playing it on a video that you know maybe they have editorial some editorial control. So it may not be like a live stream necessarily, which that's where I could see where your your argument where, you know, they don't want to give that kind of control away. Like I could see them saying not doing a live stream, but if they are, con- the, the, the thing is, if you do it on a live stream, you're going to get more confidence in the product by the player base. Uh, well, see, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about they want to be, they want to control what's said too. How it's marketed, what what's said about it specifically, how it's worded. Yeah. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of control. There's a lot of marketing control that goes into this type of stuff, and so you don't want to just release it without. Okay, here's when you can talk about it. Here's what you can say about it. Here's what we want you to say. Here's how we want you to. Yeah, it's yeah, that type of thing. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe uh, who knows. Um. But what I, I'm saying, what I, the TLDR is, uh-huh. E3 is probably dead for good. Oh yeah, absolutely. They haven't they haven't said it. No, E3's um, dead. Nobody cares about E3. Nobody's cared about E3 E3 for there years. There might what like I said, there might you might see something along the lines of a hardware convention where you see like the Panasonics and the and, and you know like the camera makers and, and the and the actual hardware makers putting together something because you're that's not something that's going to go over well over just a stream or even by just a streamer saying this is a great product. You already have that though. It's called it's called CES. Right. <laughs> you know, it it's that's yeah, but no, you're right. E3's dead. It really is. And, yeah, which is I, 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 it's, it's sad in a sense it's sad in a sense, but in another sense I'm like, "Uh, eh, it's okay." Well, I mean, it's okay, but the reason it to me the reason it's sad is for the smaller the smaller companies. Yes, it's going to be harder for them to get their to, to get their their products out their their games out. Yes, I agree with that as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The 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 smaller developers, the indie developers, if you will. Yeah. The true indie developers, by the way, not the yeah. Um, the that that's going to be the well, tough part. Technically, Valve is still an indie developer. Yeah. Well. <laughs> they don't develop anything. <laughs> like, not really. What was the last game they actually developed? I don't know the answer to that question, actually. Please don't tell me it was Portal 2. I don't think it was, but I, I Please can't don't... imagine. Yep, no, no, Portal 2 came out before, even after the Left 4 Dead... Even after the Left 4 Dead series. It honestly may have been Portal 2. It might have been. They focus pretty hard on their Steam platform. Yeah. And this and the Steam Deck. So. Yeah. So yeah, they they may not be in the game no. business anymore. So Well they they never learn how to count past two anyway. Uh, I mean you're not wrong. So yeah. Um but yeah. So yeah, it like I said, the true indie developers, the ones that are, you know, Maybe a half dozen people trying to put together a, a game. The the ones I think about are stuff like the people that put together Among Us, you know, uh-huh. initially. Yeah. Um, games like that where they um, just 
they come out of nowhere and people love. Well, Among Us, re- we, we've talked about this, but Among Us benefited from the pandemic. Oh, absolutely it did. That's when, they, that's when Among Us was really discovered and when it exploded. So it, and, then it re- and then it reached its peak on yep. Friday. Did it really? Did you not see? So No. All right. This is l- news l- to me. Okay, so since we're since we're going about news, uh-huh. this is news to you. Friday, if you didn't know, I was working was, Friday. Yeah, I was too. But <laughs> it was it was April Fool's Day on Friday. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe anything on Friday on April Fool's. Yeah, pretty pretty much. I don't either. But what was a lot of fun was the Among Us uh, developers did a great thing. Mm-hmm. So if you played Among Us on Friday. You played as a horse. Wait, what? And that's the, that <laughs> stems as a joke too from the, that they made e- years ago. Uh huh. Apparently, your your uh, your your bean that runs around was a horse, and they had special animations for it too. You're kidding? No, I'm really not. Oh my god! Uh, I'm trying to find an image for you here to see it. Uh, hey, I have an idea. Why don't you post it in our Discord channel? Yeah, I probably should. Yes. I don't know if this is actually gameplay footage here. I uh-huh. don't think it is. But I'll post it here. But I'll also post okay. it in our Discord. Let's see. I'll put it in our general. There we go. It's in there. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. That was what it looked like, and they had special animations for their death and everything, and in the opening opening title of the game, you actually were... Fl- all, the, all, the, all the guys that were, like, floating around in space, uh-huh. it was a horse floating around in space. A horse is a horse. Wait, nope, nope. Can't sing the rest of that. It's copyrighted. Nope. Um. Copyrighted. <laughs> Even though that's a reference that most of our listeners probably wouldn't know. Oh. <laughs> and it's not that um, not that we're old enough to remember that when it was new. I watched reruns of it on Nick at Night. Yeah, so, same here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Again, April Fool's Day is just kind of a trash. Um, trash holiday. It really is. I, 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 I dislike it greatly. Um, it especially hits us as gay people for certain because a lot of people made the jokes ages ago. And, and thankfully, people have gotten, quote, woke and not do this on April Fool's Day anymore. But, you know, come out as gay on April Fool's Day. Yeah. That's not a thing you should do. No, it really isn't. No. Um, that that's kind of like the the you know the straight people like to also like the women saying that they're pregnant on April Fool's Day and stuff like that. that that's the same level. Unless you're actually pregnant, you should not say that on April Fool's Day. Just say. So I shouldn't Think, have I shouldn't have told people at work that I was pregnant. No, Friday? you probably shouldn't have. I, a they probably didn't believe you. Well, why not? It happened to Arnold Schwarzenegger. God, can't believe we're going this way. way. All right. Okay. I'm moving beyond. We move on. We move on now. Moving on. (laughs) 
Um, the only other thing I really saw um, that I really cared about. I don't know that I necessarily care about it either. Um, I'm surprised they haven't made a uh, Chris Rock simulator game. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, that happened during our time. Uh, yeah, our time it happened. In, well. Yeah, it did. It did. But you know what, though? You know what, though? Um, it, it's actually made him more popular than ever, from what I understand, from his last um, his last stage show. So. And where he didn't talk about it hardly at all. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. I, folks, I don't know what you expect him to say. Right. I mean, he was attacked on stage. Yeah. So... Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's, um, but yeah, uh, what else? I well, I really see a whole heck of a lot. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll give, anything? uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give Will Smith credit. I think that's the first time a celebrity slapped someone and actually made news since what, Zsa Zsa Gabor? Probably. Kids, ask your parents. Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably so. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, moving on. Um. Oh, the other thing we wanted to talk about uh-huh. um, that I that I had set aside was there was a brief video, and I do mean brief, about the Zelda Breath of the Wild two release. Did they and fix? Did they fix the breakable weapons bug? Not that I'm aware of. It looks uh, the 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 video they showed looked very similar to the original, so I imagine that's going to be the same. Yeah. Okay. You're I'm not going to like. You're not going to like it. I'm out. Um. But you're, even if you do like it, which I do, um, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer for it. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be released sometime in 2022. They have now said spring of 2023. So there has been another delay. Now. I'm not hearing any of the screaming that we heard about delays with Cyberpunk 2020. To, or whatever, 2077. 2077. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to Zelda Breath of the Wild delays. Just saying. You know, that is weird. Which, don't get me wrong, I would rather a company push something back and get it right. Unfortunately, they couldn't do that with uh, Cyberpunk. But um, I would rather a company push push a game back and get it right. But you're right, you don't hear any of the screaming and yelling and nobody's threatening to burn down Nintendo headquarters or anything like that. Or put um, Doug Bowser up, up on a... I don't know, whatever. You know. Yeah, it- and, and let, let me be perfectly honest, they uh-huh. absolutely could have delayed 2077, and they should have. They should have delayed it longer. They really should they have. They absolutely could have. Yeah. Here's the, here's the thing. I think Nintendo is doing this because they are not pushing for mandatory overtime and, all the, and, and, yep. and you know, developer push. I absolutely think that's not what's happening with, with this game. I think it's literally they are just trying to get everything right. I think you're right. I think you're right. So I think they're approaching this the right way. They're they've been very open. They've talked about delays because of the pandemic. 
they've and they didn't because of that they didn't want to give dates in the past but people were egging them on for that mm -hmm. and now that we hit now that we were given a date and now it's been delayed i'm okay with it i'd rather be delayed and done right yeah. than crunched and then have to go back and fix it after it's released and people just absolutely hate it i wonder if it's the japanese culture thing because you know the same thing happened with um with 14 with um with um the latest expansion for final fantasy 14 within walker because of the pandemic it was supposed to come out back during the summer but they pushed it back to um originally november and nobody screamed and yelled and there was no um there was no pitchforks or anything like that and then they ended up pushing it back again until december just because they wanted to make sure it was right but again they were upfront and honest through the entire through the entire process and i wonder i wonder if it's just the japanese culture that that the way they are with presenting things they're not they I, don't try to hide anything i think it has more to do with the audience do you think so of of the games mm -hmm. than the than the culture mhm mm if you think about it like a lot of the Final Fantasy games and even like you could even lump in the Breath of the Breath, Breath of the Wild and with it. <laughs> what can I say? I'm still dealing with daylight savings time. Um I also helped someone move this weekend, so I am like super tired. Well um, I was but I, I my, well my husband and I were playing with wood in the backyard this uh today and I'm not tired. Remind me after we record to send you a photo. Um, <laughs> no, literally stacking wood in the backyard. Uh huh. Yeah. Is that what you call it now? And taking and and taking screws out of the wood, and then I almost fell. And then I fell backwards and almost. <laughs> I, I literally thought I I I am so lucky a screw I didn't impale myself with a with with a screw in one of those boards when I fell. So anyway. Uh huh. Um, but um, we could be doing this from the I, emergency room. Yeah, we could. Although we wouldn't <laughs> do that. We would not do that. Um, no, the show must go on. No, it does not have to go on that badly. <laughs> um, the uh, no, the the. I I think it's the audience because like it's a very they're very different group of people at least or a very different mindset when it comes to like the games like Breath of the Wild and and the Final Fantasy series and some of the other games like that. That to where I think people are just like, it'll come out when it comes out. We've got content to play with the, our older games still, and we're good with it. And I think with Cyberpunk 2077, it was just like, they were they were a much more rabid fan base. Maybe they were just like, itching for a new, because when did The Witcher 3 come out? It's been years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been quite a long time. Maybe the maybe that's what it comes down to. It's just it's been so long since since their last game, and I don't know Cyberpunk with it being based off of um, of a pen and paper game anyway. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe it just had. Maybe you're right. Who knows? Well, I I equate it to this, uh -huh. and this this is this is part of the fandom I'm part of. Really, uh, look at the fandom when it comes to um, Kingdom Hearts. I mean, 
honestly, if if it's going to be kind of a bellwether of the type of games and stuff like that, the Kingdom Hearts fandom is pretty much right there. And the reason I say that is because there's so much time uh, and so many delays that came into Kingdom Hearts 3. It was the running joke yeah. that Kingdom Hearts 3 was never going to come out. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I, I helped make that joke. Right. I did, too. <laughs> and that's coming from a fan of the game. Yeah. And I don't think that would have ever happened with Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. I mean, Kingdom... I think it... Kingdom Hearts 3 was, I mean, getting very close to Duke Nukem Forever numbers. It really was. It really was. Um, Kids, ask your parents. Why, and, that, and that, there's a lot of that going on tonight. And, <laughs> um, and that's kind of why I feel like it's it's the audience, not the culture of where the game's created or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I really think it's the audience. It could be. And that's why we haven't seen as much with Breath of the Wild. I think people that are into like the Breath of the Wild type games and the Final Fantasy games are more patient. I don't have any backing for this claim or anything like that. It just certainly feels that way because we just don't see it. We don't see the same type of outrage happen whenever there's a delay like this. Yeah, no, you're you're right, and um, maybe it's just when it comes to Breath of the Wild, maybe it's just not the the Zelda fan. Maybe it's the Nintendo fandom in general. I mean, that could very well could be. That very well could be. Also, Nintendo just likes to drop things on us randomly out of yeah. nowhere. So, yeah. I mean, that that's another thing too. It's like, oh well, that's just a surprise. Yeah. I don't know whose bright idea it was to announce ahead of time game release days like as long as far in advance as some of these games are are giving it out now because i feel like they're just setting themselves up for failure don't release something until don't don't give a release date until something's done that's that that that's i get it i understand why they want to do it from uh, a lot of it has to do with the marketing department and everything i understand why they want to do it they want to get that hype up and they oh, want they to tell want you the about perpetu- the, the greatest new th- new thing, but they want yeah they want a perpetual hype about their game yeah but it just tires us out yeah and and it's stupid it it it, it really is stupid just when it when it comes it comes when it's when you're ready you're ready I think that right there is another reason why these um like E three is dying too because. One reason we didn't, kind of tying back into the original, one of the things that neither, neither one of us touched on as far as E3 dying is these companies want to release things and want to announce things on their timetable. And E3 doesn't allow for that. So, um, you know, just announce, announce, it, announce it when you're ready, when it's done. That's one reason why I talk about the fact that I've written a book, but I'm not releasing any details or obviously no release date until I'm ready to publish it. So, yeah, it's it's. Let's I, see how many more understand. ways Brad can Brad can sneak in there that he's written a book. Right. I'm so sorry. I'm proud of that thing. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm just having issues here. Okay. Don't mind me. <laughs> don't uh, <laughs> don't mind the ma- don't mind the man behind the curtain. Um, exactly. Yes. 
So, um, um, but yeah, it's it's don't release something until it's ready. Don't give a release date until something's ready. Again, the whole announcing things years in advance yeah. of when they're going to be released just just setting yourself up for failure. And it stresses people out. And by people, I mean your developers. Right, the ones that are underpaid. Right, and overworked. Oh, way overworked. Yeah. Yes. So. Um. So yeah, I, 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 it's just, just don't do it. No. All right. Not that, not that people listen to us about that. No. So. No. Well, so Sony, Nintendo. I don't know whatever other companies out there that I can't think of actual names of developers right now. I know you're listening. We're the number one podcast you listen to. So just just don't. There we go. No. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those were kind of the stories I heard. Well, and, and we talk about the hype like that. Like that's kind of what's gotten me kind of I'm I'm it, when it comes to Magic the Gathering it's kind of fatigued me over the past couple of years because of the perpetual hype. Um, they're always coming out with a new product. And it just, mm-hmm. it never stops. Like That's their business, I, though. Like, last late last year, it was, they released Midnight Hunt, and they were already doing spoilers for the next set, which was coming out a month later. And I'm like, you, you guys got to stop. Wait, wait, I, they release one set and they're already doing spoilers for another set? Or I advertising for another set? If if you look right now, there are spoilers right now for the next set that comes out that the pre-release is later this month. There's also spoilers out now for a set that comes out in June. Let the set that you just released breathe for a moment before you before you start giving spoilers about another one. But that's the perpetual hype machine. They want you to keep perpetually hyped about a set. I know. I, pers- I, I, get I personally, it. I, mean... I, I personally have very little interest in the mobs and gangsters and the stuff we're getting in the next set. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like kind of like skipping a lot of it. Like, all right, I'll look at the cards. I'll play the set. Like, I'm gonna play the set because I'm a sheep, and I'll, I'll play Magic the Gathering as long as it's a viable game that doesn't try to um, fleece me out of all my money, which it's getting close. Don't play Magic Arena, folks. Just saying. Um, I think I still have that installed. I need to uninstall that. You never play it, so there's no reason for you to have it. I need to uninstall that. I haven't played it in over a year. Yeah, I haven't played it in what? Two, three, two, three, something like. I think the last time I played it was before the pandemic. I think you played it the last time you were drafting with me, streaming, watching you draft, and and talking you through it. I have no idea. That I think that's when it, the last time you played. And it. I think that was before the pandemic. Oh, that was absolutely before the pandemic. I think that was like twenty eighteen, maybe. Probably. Okay. All right. Um, which. I can definitely go. I can definitely go off into a tangent with that if you if you want to. What about arena? Oh yeah. Oh, we all know how much you would love arena. Yeah. Well, there there's there was kind of a bit of a controversy and some crap that happened 
since the last time we uh, we did our Uh-oh. show. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, gossip, gossip. Okay, I'm ready. I'm all it, ears. It's not much a gossip because it's it's pretty well known, but um, I so, don't know about it. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> let me give you the TLDR of it because that that was it, it's a lot. Um, basically, one of the biggest complaints by the content creators and by Basically, the public in general, when it comes to Arena, was how shitty the economy was. Um, it's well known that you have to dump a ton of money into Arena to build mm-hmm. the what what you would call competitive decks. Yeah. To be able to play on the ladder and to move up. Because the, the goal of Arena, really, besides you just learning how to play magic mm-hmm. is to uh, ladder up to where your mythic level, and you can do that one of two ways. You can do that through constructed, which is you have a set deck, you play it, and then it go and you play it until you get up to mythic level. And if you're in the top 1,200 people in mythic, you get an invite to a mythic championship where you can actually win money. To do that, you have to grind a lot. And usually, it also means you have to spend time building these decks, which costs money because it you have to own the cards in your collection to play them. Yeah. To own the cards in your collection, you can get them really one of two ways. Well, really, one of three ways. One, you can just purchase packs. You can purchase the like booster packs like you would get in paper, you open them up, and you open up a certain number of cards in the booster pack, and it goes into your collection. Mm-hmm. You can draft, which is basically the same thing, but instead you're drafting the cards into a deck that you would actually play against other people, and you could win gems back by doing that. Mm-hmm. The other way is through wild cards. Wild cards are cards that you get while opening packs not during the draft, but by just cracking packs in the client. Mm-hmm. You occasionally will get a wild card that is of the level of the card rarity. So if a card is marked as a mythic rare, you can use a mythic wild card and craft that card. Now, in most card games like the Magic that you can play online, they have what's called a dusting system. Hearthstone. Yes. Yep. But other syst- others do it as well. Yes, I know, I know. But that's the first one that comes... That's the most popular. No. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> but you can talk about that with uh, Runeterra and right. other games. Right, right. They all, they all have the dusting system. Yeah. Yes. Except Magic Arena. Magic has decided that they don't want a dusting system. And by magic, I mean Wizards of the Coast. And by Wizards of the Coast, I mean Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the big complaints was the fact that there was no dusting system. Mm-hmm. And because of it, those wild cards, for, by the way, don't happen very often. So you're, at, you're basically playing with loot boxes, opening packs, hoping to get the cards you need to fill out your deck that you want to play. Mm-hmm. That's not a great way to acquire the cards you need for your deck. No, it's not. P- 
people were have people were spending uh, people were cracking enough packs that it would cost a thousand dollars if they were purchasing them because they were, some people were given access to a wizard's account like the early access days when I would be given to uh, an early access account that basically you had all the money you wanted in the world in the free world and you could just create packs and crack them and and build whatever decks you wanted mm-hmm. um People were opening $1,000 worth of booster packs on the client and still not having enough to get some of the competitive decks that would work on the ladder. What the hell? And that was that was over a year ago that that was happening. And for the until about a year ago, what you had in, in Paper Magic was reflected in arena. You could physically build the decks in arena in paper and actually play it as it was in paper up until about a year ago. Then they started adding digital only cards. These are cards that were only available on arena. Whoa. They were not ever they were not ever printed in paper. Uh-oh. Now, most of them weren't worth it. Most of them weren't worth it having in paper. There's a couple that would have been kind of cool for some certain synergies and commander and stuff like that that would have been fine. But for the most part, they were very underpowered cards. It wasn't anything that people would really want to play in paper. But then they introduced something called alchemy. And when they did alchemy, well, first they did jumpstart. Which was, uh, which was a set that they actually printed in paper, and then they brought it to Arena. And with Jumpstart, they also created some other formats. Uh, uh, Historic had been around, but now they were adding to Historic through a Jumpstart type event. So they're adding cards. They were paper cards, but they were going to Historic. So that's great. That's fine. It was still very one-to-one for what was in paper in the Arena. You could play it, although no one had an... Uh, it was not very clearly delineated like some of the other formats are in Magic the Gathering. So playing it in paper was a little more difficult, especially if you were trying to figure out if a card was legal in it or not. Mm-hmm. But it was still doable. Then came Alchemy. Alchemy was something that Wizards was trying to... They were doing it to rebalance cards that were overpowered in paper magic and on arena and that R&D basically kind of swung and made him a little too strong and so they decided to rebound or that not strong enough and they decided to rebalance the cards in arena and put it in a format called alchemy the thing was, when they did that, they also said that these cards are going to affect Historic, which is the primary long-term game that you played in Arena. It was at that point, though, that Arena stopped being an analog, or Paper stopped being an analog for Arena. And they were two separate games, basically, mm-hmm. at that point. And so... That started happening, and they started like they decided that they were going to rebalance more cards. The thing was, they were printing cards 
new cards for alchemy as well that only worked digitally so these are cards that had keywords and abilities that basically could not be replicated in paper magic and the problem was they made all those cards rares or mythic rares oh so the most rare wild cards that you could get yeah for historic you needed to build you needed some of these cards to build these decks and you have to spend these rare wild cards and mythic rare wild cards. That meant these decks cost even more money because it wasn't like something you could easily get those cards without opening up a bunch of packs and getting wild cards. So it became even more and more expensive. It came to the point where every Magic the Gathering stream that was done by Wizards of the Coast, people in chat were like, you need to talk about the economy of arena and how shit it is. Finally, they broke down a few months ago and said, all right, we hear your complaints. We, he we hear you talking in chat. We are working on getting a stream together for the economy in Magic the Gathering Arena. When I heard that, I heard basically, they're going to tell us why it is that way, but it's they're not going to say they're fixing anything. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, sure enough, that's what happened. Basically, they finally had it after a few months of saying that the first time. They finally had it about a month ago. And basically, it boiled down to, here's why the way it is. Here's what we, we don't want dusting because we feel like that's a bad experience because we don't want you to be it'd be like tearing up your paper cards to get a wild card and we don't want that experience and I'm like that's not what, what dusting means that's at not all. what dusting means that's not what dusting means at all but no. okay whatever it means you have extras of that card and you want to use them to make another card another hey. yeah yeah anyways they didn't want that experience on Arena. So we're not getting dusting. That's something that's very been made very clear. Basically, basically they, they want you to spend money is what they're saying. Oh, it gets worse. Uh-huh. They have this whole stream. It's an hour-long stream. They have a Q&A sec session with it. They answer questions and all that other stuff. But they also in the stream announce that for $50, 50 U.S. dollars, you can pay to get a wild card pack. Where you get like two mythics and like nine or ten rare wild cards uh, to add to your collection. For $50. What? Now, because of that, we can equate exactly how much a paper version of, of decks cost versus how much an arena deck would cost. Because of that, we can actually give a value, an actual value. Because... Let's be honest. The way they have their money system on there, you get coins or you can purchase gems. Yeah. And you can get gems through events or you can get coins through events. Yeah. But it's not a one-to-one. -one. It's no. not a... It, it, it's not even close to a one-to-one. -one. It's very much like you can buy a 10-pack of hot dogs, but you can buy a 12-pack of hot dog buns. Right. It's very much like that. Yeah, it's like what the Microsoft uh, Microsoft Xbox points or whatever they used to be was yeah. back in the Xbox yeah. 360 days. Yeah. 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 
Um, so it's it's definitely not a one to one. It's it, it it's it's basically I see it as a predatory system. Yeah. Yes, you can play Arena for free. Yes, you can play Arena for free. Mm-hmm. And you can get enough gold to draft and stuff like that. But the amount of grinding you have to do to do that is extensive. Tell me about it. I mean, even before all of these changes, back when I was playing it many, many, many moons ago, that's one of the things I, I got burned out on, is I just wanted to go in and play it casually, but you really couldn't without a lot of grinding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... it's yep. Yeah. It is technically free to play. Yeah. If you don't count the time you're putting into it. Yeah. I mean, I, frankly, I just didn't care enough. I'm a Magic player. I'm a Magic fan. I love Magic the Gathering. I don't play Arena. Because not only are you putting money into the system, the chances of you getting anything out of it is so slim, it just isn't worth it. Yes, you can get actual physical money out of Arena. You know what you have to do? You have to do really well in a Mythic Championship tournament. To get there, you have to really do well on the ladder and make qualify for the Mythic Championship. And then, if you qualify for the Mythic Championship, you have to be lucky enough to be playing a deck that is good enough to get you to Day 2 and then, and then to get you far enough in Day 2 to actually make some money back. That is the only way you get anything out of Magic Arena. But Charles, they don't care about you, the player. All they care about is how much money you're giving them. And frankly, I mean, and I'm being, I'm being serious, but I'm being sarcastic when I say this. But it, it, it's all about how much money they can get out of these fiction prices for these digital items. Again, loot box system. Again, you're buying horse armor, basically. Um, yeah. And. Um, at the same time, they're avoiding the aftermarket, the folks that are making the thousands of dollars off of selling some of those cards. Yep. They're bypassing mm-hmm. the smaller game stores, which supported them yep. even through the pandemic. Yep. They're, 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 it, it, it's, it's not a good system, folks. If, no. if you, if you're looking for, if you're looking for a way to play Magic and to learn how to play Magic, it's great. It is great for just playing Magic. It is great for teaching you how to play Magic. In fact, newer players, I would suggest get on Magic Arena to start. Play through the tutorials. Mm-hmm. It will teach you a lot about the game. It won't yeah. teach you a lot about strategy. It'll teach you a lot about the game. No, but it how te- to play it. Yeah, it teaches and the mechanics it will give of the game. You, it will give you a good basis to start from. Uh-huh. And I I suggest that if you're a brand new player, go do that. Yeah. I wholeheartedly support that. Uh-huh. That being said, if you do that, do not sink a single dollar into it. You are wasting your money and you're, it's not worth it. 
I still recommend that if you end up enjoying Magic to where you do want to spend money on it, I would still say start buying the paper and and maybe go to your local gaming store or something because they still have you can still play Magic. They still have those groups and things like that in your local gaming stores. Go so, to your local gaming yep. store, support mm-hmm. them. Yep. You can buy cards from Walmart, but mm-hmm. you can't play from Walmart. No. Just think, go to your local gaming store and ask yep. ask them. Ask them, do you guys have a Friday Night Magic program? Do you guys do draft? Standard. Commander. Hope how what is the best way for me to find a game the the group of Magic the Gathering players from your store. Yeah. And you know what? They will be happy, happy in most cases, to help you with that. Because they know that you're going to stop by and you're going to spend money on products in their store. And try and find try and find a group that if you're new to Magic, uh, try to find a group that, that welcomes newcomers that'll teach you how to play. Because I, I know they have... I'm pretty sure they would have that for Magic. I know they have it for D&D. But I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. they would have something like that for Magic as well. If it's a good game store, yeah, there's going to be someone there that will be happy to teach you all about Magic together. Yep. There's usually a judge at stores that mm-hmm. judge the events. And they're great resources to talk with mm-hmm. and to learn the game. Yeah. Um... And then depending on the store, like, there's going to be events. Of, you know I know the greatest time to go to learn and play Magic the Gathering? Pre-release. Every set that comes out now, they have a pre-release event at local gaming stores. Mm-hmm. And what it is, it's a chance for players to play with the cards for the first time. These are cards that are being either reprinted in some sets or brand new to Magic the Gathering and that no one has gotten a chance to play with. And these pre-releases are great ways to play the game of Magic and learn learn the new set. Um, It's usually sealed, which is a great way to do do it because you're getting to play with the new cards. Uh, Sometimes they have Commander Leagues. Uh, That's great as well because you you can purchase a Commander deck for relatively inexpensively. I say relatively. Um, as little as thirty dollars, but some sometimes a little bit more. You can buy a precon commander deck, and you can sit down and it is ready to play out of the box. Mm-hmm. Is it the most powerful thing in the world? No, it is in fact probably not powerful, not very powerful at all. And you might lose a few times with it, but you're also going to learn about the game that way too. Mm-hmm. They sell well. They sell starter decks too. That maybe that's what you're talking about, but they sell starter decks too that are that are um, specifically designed to teach you how to play. Um, it, it tells you when to open the packs, not to mix the cards up, and walks you step by step playing through a game to teach you the mechanics as well. I so. don't like the, I don't like that product. You don't? No, I do not. Mm. I don't like the product at all. Um, Again, it, it's a product they used to give out to the game stores mm-hmm. to hand out to new players for free that they're now charging for. Oh, really? Yep. 
and not the gaming stores. Like I said, it used to it used to be handed out to. It used to be something you could get for free if you went to a gaming store and they said, hey, I'm a new player and I'd like to learn how to play Magic Gathering. They could pull out from behind the counter a pack and say, here's this. You can play this starter deck. Mm-hmm. Um, here, go with this judge and they'll teach you how to play it and everything. And it was free. Yeah, because they charge you for that now if you buy it. They sure do. Yep. They do. Wizards of the Coast stopped a lot. Uh, stopped giving out those to the g- local gaming stores before the pandemic. Which means it goes all the way back to what I was saying earlier. All they care about is making that money. And again, a lot of that is well known. And and the reason I say it's well known is because Hasbro on their on their investors calls basically said that they've told Magic they need to because. Uh, a, let, let me be absolutely clear about this too. Magic Gathering is the most profitable company within Hasbro's reach. Period. Mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast made, I believe, over a billion dollars last year. Now, is a that Wizards of... of the Coast in general, or is that specifically Magic? I think it's... I think it's magic, but it might be Wizards of the Coast in general. But I'll tell you now, Wizards of the Coast is only really Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And Dungeons and Dragons does not make them that much money. Okay. You sure about that? Yes. Okay. The only digital offering that Dungeons and Dragons has is Dungeons and Dragons Beyond. And the only thing they really sell is the books. Well... Yeah, yeah, that is about the only thing they sell, isn't it? Because everything the, miniature, with D&D... the miniatures, mini- miniatures, all the miniatures and stuff that are yeah. sold are are through other companies. Yeah, yeah, the miniature. Yeah, Wizards no, no, no. The only thing they really sell are the books. You're right. They they only really publish the books because and... you can get the miniatures everywhere else. You can get the dice everywhere else. Yep. Yep. You're for right. Ma- for Magic Gathering, they have the digital content of Arena, mm-hmm. Magic Gathering Online. They have the paper products of Magic, but they also have, they, you know, they they dabbled in the video game thing, although that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, famously, didn't work. Um, yeah, but, but they, that was still free. That was still um, free as well, though. They made they made money off of it. Eh, really? They never not officially a lot. released not a lot it. Beca- not a well, a lot of games still aren't officially released that have been out for years. Yeah. But um, they didn't make they didn't make a huge amount of money from it, but they did make money from it. Okay, just not enough to keep it viable. Well, yeah, because it was broken. Yeah, yeah, because it just wasn't good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I Wizards of the Coast made a billion dollars, and I guarantee you, most of that is ma- Magic the Gathering. Yeah, you're probably right. Because literally, Wizards of the Coast is literally just Magic: The Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. And as big of a as big of a um, fan base that D and D does have, and they do have a huge one. You're, I didn't yes. think about that. The only thing that they actually make money off of with D and D is the books. They do, yeah. uh, like I said, they do have D and D Beyond, which is kind of their digital client. And yeah. but I don't know. I don't know hardly anybody that actually pays for that service. Yeah. I have it, and I don't pay for it. I don't see a reason to. Yep. Um, so, 
again, they're not making that much money off of D and D. No, even the like the even like the character sheets you can get off the website for free. Yes. So yeah. Yes. Um, and honestly, if you can find it, like they they don't pursue anyone that posts, you know, D and D stuff online. You know, people write games all the time for D and D. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's pretty much a Creative Commons type thing, really. Yeah, they just have as long as you're not around just to have it. Yeah. Yeah, as a as a system. Yeah. And and it's just been that way. And I think if they were to try and, you know, go after everyone that was trying to do it, A, they would waste a lot of time and effort and money trying to do it and wouldn't win any lawsuits doing it either. But um, it would just alienate everyone from D&D. And there's so many gaming systems now, D&D-type gaming systems, that people just find a different system and run with it. Yeah, I mean, D&D is basically, if you want to think of it in terms of software, D&D is basically open source. Yeah. It really is. So. I mean, that's because you know that because Pathfinder is not D and D. No, it's not. And they're a totally different system. But like, people would jump to Pathfinder immediately because mm-hmm. it's free. Yep. Paizo doesn't charge anything for their website to be able, and you can access every bit of rules that on their website without without having to purchase a single book. Mm-hmm. So. So, but see, that's the way D and D's always been, though. D and D's always been sort of open source. Yeah, they've always allowed people to write their own modules for D and D and that sort of thing, their own campaigns yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. So, yeah, Magic Magic Gathering is a billion dollar mm-hmm. billion dollar industry, basically. Yep. And they were charged by Hasbro when they were purchased. They said, "All right, you need to get your because before, like Wizards of the Coast, before they were purchased by Hasbro." There wasn't that push to be like the most, the most uh, lucrative company out there. There, there was no push for them to be. I mean, they wanted to make money, and like even Magic players is like, you know what? I want Wizards to make money because we want the game to succeed. Right. And I, I'm still of that fact. I still believe. I still think I, I get that wi- Magic Gathering costs money, and it should. Right. I get that. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, but you want it to succeed. You. I want yeah. it to succeed, and the way that it succeeds is they make money. They make money to pay all their people and and still make a profit. And the the thing I've seen with Hasbro buying them is just the amount of greed that Hasbro brought to them. Yeah, they're basically exploiting their fan base. They really are. Yeah. Um, if you ever needed proof of that. Um, you can go back to my diatribe about Midnight Hunt. Or not Midnight Hunt, uh, Double Feature for Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the biggest money grab I've seen in the past six months by Wizards of the Coast, and that's saying something. Mm-hmm. That's saying something with Magic the Gathering Arena being as as predatory as it is and everything else. Um, yeah, I... I, I I don't miss Magic Gathering Arena because I don't have time to grind and that's the only way I would be able to play the game and it's just too expensive to draft. Yeah. And it's it, I, I don't suggest people do it to try and 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 Yeah, I, I don't spend any money on Magic on Arena. I would say if you're wanting to spend money on Magic Gathering in a digital client, the experience isn't great. But the, you can at least get something out of Magic the Gathering online. Can't you, you can, import your cards into that too? 
No. Oh, but you can't. What you what you can do is you can re- so if you were if you draft on Magic Gathering Online, a standard set mm-hmm. like the current set is Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. If you draft an, that set enough to where you have one of each card from the, from the set, which is like three hundred and some odd cards, actually I can tell you, uh, three hundred and two cards. Mm-hmm. So you have all 302 cards from uh, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. That means rares, mythics, uncommons, commons. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. You can actually pay $25 and redeem a copy that they will give you a physical copy of all those cards. Take it out of your collection from Magic Gathering Online and send you a physical copy of all the uh, of one of each of those cards. Why can't they do that with Arena? Oh, that wouldn't make them money. And one other thing they could do with Arena that they won't do is have some sort of a mobile app that they can tie into your Arena account that will allow you to take a picture of a card if you have it and allow you to have the digital copy inside Arena. Oh, you mean like what? Uh, you mean like what a Pokemon does? Basically, yes. Yeah, they're never going to do that either. Yeah, because it won't make them money. Exactly. But you've already given them. Okay. Getting off my yeah. soapbox before I get on it. No, 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 no. You're, 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 you're on the same soapbox I am. You're on the same soapbox I am and a lot of other Magic the Gathering and franchise players, too. Yeah. Like, if you purchase a deck, if you... So, they're, they're selling a product right now called the uh, Standard uh, standard uh, Challenger decks. Yeah. These are basically standard decks, for the most part, that are seen play right now, that you can purchase... Just right off the shelf, open it up, sleeve it up, and play right now, and it'd be standard legal. Mm -hmm. These are all cards that are in Magic the Gathering Arena and could be played in standard on Arena as well. Mm -hmm. They do not offer, when you purchase these cards in paper, they do not offer a code to let you redeem the deck in Arena. They should. Because basically, and again, Soapbox exploiting your player base, you're having to pay twice for the same damn deck. Yep. And again, Pokemon, when you buy a pack of Pokemon cards, you get a card in every single one that has a QR code that lets you redeem it for the online version of what you just opened. That's because the Pokemon company's not trying to screw you over. Yep. And it's still a collectible card game. Yeah. There's still money to be collected in those paper, some of those paper cards. Yes. It's all about control. The difference, the, the, the difference is they're not trying to fleece you. No. It's all about control and greed. That's all it is. That's all it, it is, really with, is. With, with Hasbro. And that's what it comes down to. I guarantee you if, if Wizards of the Coast were still in complete control without Hasbro influence, you wouldn't see any of this. I agree. I agree completely. It's why the, a year ago the, the content creator program basically went away. Mm-hmm. I say basically. The Discord's still there. I can go to it right now and see the message that they posted. You're still a member of the Discord? Oh, yeah. I'm still a member of the Discord. Mm-hmm. I'm still anxiously awaiting the update that they, we were told would be given to us 
It was short. Let me see here. Please don't say 2018. Please don't say 2018. No, no, no. It was March 17th, 2021 that the email we got saying basically the in the short term, uh, we'd like to have a more direct relationship with creators and be more accessible to their needs. Although they give us Discord now, but then they have it to where it's locked down to where nothing can be done. And that, um, yeah, so basically it says, uh, where is it here? Oh, I think we talked about we'll be, this. We'll be sharing. Uh, I'm reading directly. So, yeah. what about the what about the system as an improvement? And the, this is their answer. We'll be sharing additional details soon. This was over a year ago. Mm-hmm. But in the short term, we're hoping this will provide deeper access for creators to things like kits, card previews, exclusive access to content, and more. Yeah, I think I've we gotten... talked about that last year when when that was first posted. Uh-huh. And guess what? Uh-huh. I've got nothing from Wizards of the Coast in that time. I blame Hasbro. I, I really do. Like, everything everything about this is screams of Hasbro. Yeah, I blame Hasbro. What's funny to me in this Discord, you can still do emotes on stuff. And, and one of the things people did was they said, uh, one of the, un, under one of the sections, uh, they... There, you can post letters mm-hmm. as your as your emotes, basically, and so that was the only thing that could really be posted. So people posted "Help Watsy" spelled out, which is "Help Wizards of the Coast." Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else here. <laughs> okay. 69, 420 under one of them, you know, stuff like that. Like, like they were sending basically messages to. Yeah, so. Uh, then basically through these letters saying, yeah, you guys aren't doing anything. Yeah, so, so basically right now, right now, Wizards of the Coast magic kind of sucks. So. <sighs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it does. Um, Like I said, the game is still solid. Um, That's kind of the good thing. Uh, they did just recently announce kind of a return to the... Uh, so, like, the... the There were problems with the pro system. Uh, a lot of problems with the competitive play system. Mm-hmm. And so they're starting to finally... They hired someone to work with in Wizards of the Coast that was a competitive Magic player. Um, Huey Jensen. Uh, you won't recognize the name necessarily, but uh, some of our other people might. Um, basically, he was a competitive Magic player for a long time. Very uh, highly respected in the community. Um, definitely well-known. And um, they hired him to basically set up a new competitive play system. And so they've started rolling that out here recently. And that has me encouraged because it's fo- more focused on paper play than it is digital. Um, there's a very clear line as to how to how to get to a pro tour now, mm-hmm. as opposed to you had to jump through so many hoops, and even then the hoops were like moving targets, and and even then it was like then it was like the slimmest of chances to even do that. Now it seems like there's an actual chance, like. I the it's very 
to simplify it very greatly, you can play at your local gaming store in a qualifier event. If you do well enough in the qualifier event, you'll be invited to the regional qualifier. Wherein, if you do well enough in that, you'll be invited to the Pro Tour. And if you do well enough in that, you go to the World Championships. Seems simple, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they were doing before they tried the MPL and all this other bullshit that looked something out of, like, Basketball, the movie, where they had a tournament that took nine months and had 50,000 brackets and all kinds of stuff. So, um, That's assuming I've seen that movie. I'm surprised you haven't. It's actually it's actually pretty funny. It, if for reference, it has a, a moment in it where Bob Costas says, "You think you're excited? Feel my nipples." <laughs> if only people could see my face right now. I I don't believe you were expecting me to say that tonight. Now were you? If only people could see my face right now, uh-huh. my eye roll. So yeah, and I my mean, eye roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's um, there's there's some hope. Like again, the fact that the competitive play seems to be focused more around the paper aspect of Magic mm-hmm. instead of Arena. Okay, seems good. Um. At least initially here, we'll see. Um, it does seem like in some cases that Wizards of Coast is trying to listen to the fan base, but where it's making money, it's kind of hands are locked. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It, it's it's in for for the fan base. Wizards and uh, Magic Gathering is not in the best place right now. No, and and people have legitimate concerns, and and all the concern, you know, you've got legitimate concerns about this, and and and, but I don't know. I I will hope they listen. I hope they turn things around. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, all right. All joking so, aside, you've got you've got legitimate concerns. So yeah. Yep. And they're not just my concerns too. No, it's, I don't mean just a you lot personally. Of, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, it's all it's a lot of the player base has mm-hmm. got these concerns and yeah. they're they they've wizards gotta own up to them. Mm-hmm. Will they? I don't know. Mm-hmm. They haven't owned up to their mistakes in the past, so I don't know what's what would start them doing that now. So You never know. You really never know. So I mean, at least at least it seems like they're not like the same type of problems like you know certain other companies have I certain certain yeah. ones that might have Bill Cosby suites at their at their convention you know give Microsoft time they'll get all that cleaned up I hope so they'll get all that uh, cleaned for, up for the employee's sake I certainly yeah, I think they'll go. They'll because Microsoft's not gonna. Microsoft's not. I, I know. Granted, I know this deal started before all of that came out, mm-hmm. but Microsoft's not going to let something like this ruin their image because it's uh, now their image. Yeah. So Microsoft yeah. will get it cleaned up. Yep. No. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Because I've gone on about Magic Gathering now for a while. Well, um. 
I I thought of, well one of the things that I I thought about that really we could just give our quick opinion on is is um, that Final Fantasy Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origins whatever released a couple of weeks ago and one of the things Square Enix said was they don't want anybody streaming the ending of the game and just personally as as someone who streams as a streamer are you insane? Why would I stream that game right. if I can't play the ending? Exactly, on stream. on stream, exactly. And are you insane? Because you want to get people hyped for your game, you have streamers stream it. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of these companies. And no, they can do whatever they want. Yes. But I'm getting tired of companies. It, it feels like they're they're basically putting streamers in... in they're they're downplaying what streamers actually are. Streamers are the ones that that hype your game up. Yeah. They're the ones that get people excited for your product. And if you because you can't go out and rent a game anymore. Nope, sure can't. You know, and and a television doesn't exist, so you're not going to have television ads. These streamers are the new media. There's no more newspapers. There's no more magazines. Nobody trusts... We talked about this earlier. Nobody trusts GameSpot. Nobody trusts IGN or anything else like that. These streamers... Or Kotaku for are, yeah, Exactly, yeah. Um, these streamers are the ones that are getting your games in front of the public. If you want to know what the average person thinks about your game, look at these streamers. And if you start regulating what streamers can and can't do then you've nobody's going to want to play your game yeah and that's the bottom line yeah the the fact uh, and i'm assuming what they're doing is dmca and any type of thing that shows the ending of their game i'm guessing that's what they're doing basically yes from my understanding that, uh, that makes me even less want to play the game yeah so it's now, I could understand, like when um, when when Endwalker came out, they didn't want anybody really talking about or spoiling the game for the first two weeks to give people time enough to play it. They didn't want anybody talking about the story or or, or streaming the story or anything like that for the first two weeks. After that, they didn't care. But it was to give people time because it was wrapping things up. It was to give people time to play. See, I. I've no, got that, problems with that too. Let's see that. I'm sorry. I, some of this has to go on to the the consumer, the watcher of the streams. Agreed. Agreed. Um, if you really don't want that spoiled, then don't watch the stream. Like, like, for one thing, you can come out and say, "Listen, put spoiler alert before you put anything about it." Yeah. Um, that you 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 can take actions and still talk about the ending of a story like that and 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 like but that's basically like an embark that, that's kind of the same thing honestly but like if i if i'm the one who's streaming and i decide you know what i'm going to go and i'm going to like uh-huh. rush through this and get through the story and because i'm excited about this story and i want to do it and i want my friends who watch me stream Final Fantasy and stuff like that. I want them to see it with. I want them to experience it with me. Mm-hmm. And I decide to plow through it. And and honestly, I don't know how many hours of content Endwalker was. So that, 
again, I, I'm ignorant when it comes to that, so I'm going to say that now. Like, say you're you you decide over the first week of the of the game you want to stream it ten hours a day and get through the Endwalker, you know, expansion. So that way you can you can play the whole expansion and see the story and stuff like that and experience it with your friends, like. Mm-hmm. If you get a if you get to the end, end part of Endwalker, and then all of a sudden you start getting DMCA hit because they don't want you to show the ending of it within the first couple weeks. I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Now, I'll say this: as someone who was excited. I, I can tell you this. I did stream a little bit of of it when I was going through it. I didn't stream at all because all of it because most of the time I was playing was about you know a couple of hours when I came home about nine ten o'clock at night after work during the week and I was just too tired to stream because mm-hmm. you have to kind of be on when you stream and yeah. um, and so I just wanted to play the game and get through it. So most of it I didn't and that was the reason why. But um, when I did stream it, I always had a spoiler tag on there, a spoiler warning on there. And and not only would I just say spoilers, I would say what level of the story I was I was on going through it as well. That way people would kind of know. So, you know, uh, doing level 83 content, doing level 85 content, story content, you know, spoilers. And that's what You know, I think. back back in the day. Mhm. And it's sad to say that this is something I was really into, but it is. And now now I kind of regret part of it knowing how the person was. The biggest thing for me, you know, was the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be spoiled on the books when they were released. So you know what I did? I didn't go on the fucking internet until I had read the book. Or didn't seek out that information on the book. Or if you know, I, I, I made sure, th- this is kind of where the whole, um, and, and I kind of like the way Twitter does this, is the fact that you curate your feed based on who you follow. And you can even block terms. So, like, initially, like, if it was something like I didn't want to see the spoiler for, I go onto Twitter and I mark down that I don't want to see the spoilers for Final Fantasy. And uh, you, you mm-hmm. put a block on anything that says Endwalker. Mm-hmm. And then you just don't see those tweets. Or you don't see those spoilers. Yeah. And if you know one of your favorite streamers is playing that game and you don't want to be spoiled on the stream, on the story, you just don't watch it. Right. I've done that with... I did that with, like, Inscription. Because there were sev- there were a lot of streamers who were doing Inscription. And some of them I'm big fans of. And I just decided, you know what? I'm going to be playing that through on my stream. I'm just not going to watch their streams while they're doing inscription. I mean, it's I don't want to get spoiled on it. Yeah, so it's the same thing like when you when a movie comes out and you want and you're hyped to see the movie, you're going to avoid any type of reviews that say spoiler. Mhm. You know, it, it's even so I still would if you're big on avoiding spoilers, you might want to just avoid any reviews at all and just go in fresh. Frankly, yeah. frankly with me I avoid the reviews because the reviews automatically put that you automatically have that preconception going in based off of whatever review that was without taking it fresh. Yeah. And the 
I can tell you right now, the ma majority of the movies I've seen or or television shows I've, that I've thoroughly enjoyed, I've either went in fresh, you know, blind to it, or I've went in with no expectations. You know, everybody's yeah. panned this movie, and so I've gone in with zero expectations, and I absolutely enjoyed it. Type of thing, you know. Well, we, we we've talked yeah. about one one of the one of the one of the movies I really enjoyed that's come out recently was Uncharted, uh -huh. and it it didn't get great reviews. I've seen the reviews since then, and yeah, there's there's definitely some problems with the movie, but otherwise, it's still just a fun popcorn movie, and I enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure it actually is an enjoyable movie, but I'm still going to avoid it for one stupid reason. We've talked about this. You'd, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. I. I. I it's, yeah, it's Marky they, they... Mark. It's Marky Mark. We know. It's no. Marky Mark. No. It's yeah. Uh, no. No. It's <laughs> not Marky Mark. And it's not even the fact. It's not even Tom Holland. No, it's not. Because it, Tom Holland is a good actor. Oh, he's very good. Yeah. It's not even Tom Holland. It's the fact that they. It's my own personal bias. It, it's it's my own yeah. personal stupidity. The fact that I think that they missed a a golden opportunity of uh, of the Nathan yeah Nathan, Nathan Fillion yeah yeah and if that if that video back in 2019 I think it was if that if that short film had never been made I wouldn't care but the fact that that was made with Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake and he did it perfectly with his own I don't I'm sorry yeah. Uh, no, no, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Uh -huh. I get it. I get it. Uh -huh. Yeah. So that's it. I'm still probably going to go watch. I'm probably going to watch the movie, though. You I do want to see go, the you movie. Sh <laughs> you, should actually go, you should actually go see it. It's, I, I do want to uh, see the movie. Yeah. It, it, again, go in with low expectations, get a bag of popcorn, and just chow down and enjoy it for what it is. And you'll, you'll have a fun time with it. Again. You'll find some things hard to to do the suspension of belief on, but you know what? You're just gonna have to get over it because it's a video game movie, and you're not always gonna get very good. Uh... Again, it's a video game movie. I mean, I'm one of the I'm one of the people that absolutely loves the 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 '90s uh, Mortal Kombat film. I love that Actually, movie. I, I, I thought it was I movie. thought it was pretty good. It was good. I love it. I it's, thought it was pretty yeah. good. The, the sequels were not. Good. No, the sequels trash. But and I the absolutely stories were, love the stories it. Were, the stories were a little convoluted after the first one. Yeah, but still, well, the I mean, yeah, but I absolutely love that first movie. Yeah, the it's first a great movie. It's a good popcorn movie. It's stupid. Yeah, it, it's completely stupid, but it's stupid yes. in a good way. It's it know that the thing about that movie, and and I think Uncharted, I, without seeing it, I think Uncharted gets it too. It knows it's stupid. It knows exactly what it is, and it leans into that fact. It doesn't take itself seriously, and I'm assuming Uncharted's the same way. I don't know that it does. I'm not so certain of that fact. Really? I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I would. I haven't watched. I've only watched it the one time. Yeah. Let, let me be absolutely clear. And that was well over a month ago. So we're talking actually two months ago, I guess now. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Um, yeah. So there, there. I, you know, I, I. If I went in and watched it again now, there's probably like, oh yeah that happened in this movie and I I really couldn't remember gotcha. what all was in it now. Yeah, sure. so. But that um, but I I I don't know that it's it makes fun of itself. It references the game a lot. Yeah. Or the games a lot, but I don't think it's 
I don't think it's one of those it thinks it's a bad movie. Not so much that it thinks it's a bad movie, but it knows what it is. Does that make sense? It knows what it is and it yeah. leads into that. Yeah, and that's why I, I still don't know that that's the case. Yeah, okay. That's the case with yeah. Okay. Cause like, I'll be interested. I'll be interested to see what you think once you do do uh, go and uh, yeah. do see it. So, because yeah, cause, you know there's there's um, there's a big difference between say um, something like Troll Two and say uh, Snakes on a Plane. Yes. Do you you understand oh, what I'm saying there? Yes. No. 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 I I absolutely understand what you're okay. saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Snakes okay. on the Snakes on a plane knew exactly what it was. Doing. Exactly, it knew it was a stupid movie. And Troll two. Troll I'm two. They were certain. trying to make a serious movie, and it was just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think it leans a little more into it, it, it. It's in between those two. It's definitely not. It's definitely not snakes on a plane. It's definitely not trolls two. But I think it leans. A, it, it's about the center, but it probably leans a little more into the Trolls Two type thing Ugh. than it does into the into the Snakes on a Plane. I don't think it's trying for. I, I think it wants to be a serious. I think it wants to be a serious series of of it, of movies. I don't think it necessarily thinks it wants to be like Snakes on a Plane mm-hmm. and just be like, yeah, we're no, we know what we're doing, and and no, it's not going to be the greatest thing in the world. Okay. I, I think they were legitimately trying to make a really good movie. That's more like you know, the... I think they were making... Go ahead. No, I, I, I think they were leaning more into, like, National Treasure type level. I was going to say, I was about to say, is it more like, say, the Angelina Jolie um, Tomb Raider series? No, I'd say more closer to, like, Nas- National Treasure. National Treasure. Okay. The first National Treasure. I think the second one is when they finally realized... Maybe we're not exactly what we think, and and kind of leaned into it a little harder. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, you you know what I mean? I yeah. I think the first one was actually they were trying to do something with that. Yeah, which it's not a bad movie, but no, it's not. Yeah, but it's definitely not. It's definitely not what they were shooting. For. No, they were trying to make a. They were trying to make an Indiana Jones style movie, and it it just wasn't. It didn't. Qu- it didn't land. No, it didn't. It was. It was. As as un, as preposterous as Indiana Jones is, which it really is, it really is. I mean, for crying out loud, the fourth movie is Aliens. For fuck's sake, there right? there was a fourth movie. I mean, yeah, I, the young Indiana Jones. Didn't you hear about that? I, they made it a series instead of a movie. Oh, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles from the the nineties yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, kids ask your parents. Uh huh. But I don't remember a fourth film. Which, by the way, that should have been River Phoenix who played that part. Just saying. But was he it, still alive then? No, he wasn't. Yeah. Um. He he had he had unfortunately committed suicide. Yeah. So. Um. Uh, so. Un- yeah. Unfortunately, no. He, yeah. He, he. The the way he was in Last Crusade, he absolutely should have been the actor that did Young Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, he was so good at the beginning of uh, Last Crusade. So, yep. Yep. anyways, we have really gone off the rails here now. Um, I don't I remember what we were about talking about. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't either. Uh, Brad, what is the best way for people? Whoa, 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 whoa,
Uh-huh. The most important obviously, thing that we've missed all is, night. Obvi- obviously, I missed it because I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. So, um, Final Fantasy XIV, patch 6.1, releases oh, okay. April 12th. Okay. Oh, and 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 I and and I'm trying to do the. Um, I will say this. I'll, one last thing here. Um, not only did I suplex a train, I think last week, week before, whenever it was that I fought Phantom Train in Final Fantasy VI, um, but I also fought the Phantom Train again in Final Fantasy XIV. So that was oh, a cool it's, battle. It's, yeah, if you want to, if you want to talk about a hype machine uh, for somebody that was really giddy about a fight, you can watch my stream of that. Oh, twitch.tv slash Brad the Blind. So uh, you can watch... Hey, there yeah, you go. Yeah, you, tie, yeah. you, you got there uh-huh. eventually. You can watch my stream of that about an hour, um, hour and 37 minutes into the stream when, when I'm finding... When, when the Phantom Train battle starts, I get all giddy and excited. Probably too excited. Um, and then some... Forgive me. I shouldn't say idiot, but some idiots in the party, um, party chat were calling it Doom Train, which... Okay, geek alert two different things um, but anyway fighting the Phantom Train um, so yay in Final Fantasy 14 so which has been there for what that raid fight's been there for years but yeah I finally did it so yay no, you can't suplex go. it though no well can't have everything I guess no but it's a lot of good callbacks to Final Fantasy 6 so you're you you actually go inside the train cars you're fighting on top of the train you're fighting the engine itself so yeah, okay. And you got the ghost there because it is the Phantom Train. It's the ghost train. Basically, it's the train that the train that sends all the ghosts to the afterlife. But you're not dead in Final Fantasy VI when you're on it. You're still living in corporeal form. But for some strange reason, these ghosts can still talk to you. Um. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna leave that there. Um. <laughs> Because I am very confused, but okay. <laughs> um, well, since Brad's not gonna uh-huh. kick it to me, oh, I'm no, gonna do I'll, it I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, hey, I'm okay, not finished okay. yet. I'm Brad the Blind all over all over the internet. Twitch.tv slash okay. Brad the Blind. Twitter at Brad the Blind. All over the internet. So Charles, how can I reach out to you? Um, I can be found most everywhere on the internet as Chuck AW1977, with the exception of YouTube, where I can be found there as Chuck AW. Uh, Brad, what is the best way for people to get hold of the gamer show? Uh, the best way is actually the um, the Discord, uh, bit.ly slash the gamer show, G A Y M E R. You can join the Discord channel um, or the Discord server, and we've got a general channel for general chat. We've got uh, uh, different chats for classic gaming and that sort of thing as well set up. Um, I still need to delete the Pokemon Go one because, frankly, I don't play that anymore. Um, and Charles doesn't mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't played it, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, we've got the Discord set up. It posts there when I go when I go live on the stream, um, and it also you know will post different random things there, like Charles did tonight with his little uh, Among Us horsey, which is really funny. You've got yeah, to go. You got to see that, folks. You've got to see. You've got if you, see if that. you didn't watch, I I, I specifically uh, again I specifically was home Friday night and was watching streamers play it. And just laughing the entire time. I mean, it, it's, just, it's hilarious. It, it's a, it really is an Among Us style horse, even with the little um, space suit, the, the mask and everything. It, it, oh, it's yeah. amazing. I and love again, it. And again, the animations 
uh-huh. just great. Uh-huh. So just yeah. great. So, so definitely go check that out. Um also right. follow us on Twitter. Um at the Gamer Show on Twitter, G A Y M E R. Is it the Gamer Show? I forget. I think it's at the Gamer Show on Twitter, G A Y M E R. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, if you want to send us um, a message the old fashioned way now, um, the Gamer Show Podcast at gmail.com. So. Yep, that's it. Yep. All right. Well, it's been good potting with you. Have a good one. Beep, 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 beep.